Good morning, everybody, and thank you for coming back and joining me this morning on Next on the T. We are brought to you today by the great folks over at the French Lick Resort, the PGA Tour Superstore, the Bobby Jones Company, our good friends over at Frogger Golf, and our new friends over at Orange Whip, makers of the Orange Whip Trainer. And, folks, if you haven't checked out the Orange Whip and you're looking for a great way to limber up, right? It's cold outside, right? Great way to limber up and, and uh, improve your club head speed as well. You, well, you need to go check out the Orange Whip, uh, you know, 23 degrees here today in Atlanta. And there isn't a better way to loosen up and get prepared for your round than by swinging the Orange Whip. My father, 73 years old, plays five days a week. He's using the Orange Whip to loosen up before his rounds. It's improving my club head speed. Take a look at what a great training aid it is, and I wouldn't say it if I wasn't using it myself. So please go online to see for yourself at orangewhiptrainer.com. And while you're online, please check out our friends over at the Bobby Jones Company, right, with the winter apparel out now. What a wonderful gift idea, too, for, you know, everybody on your nice list uh, this holiday season. Go to bobbyjones.com and check out their great style and super soft shirts and sweaters. They're going to keep you and them looking great and feeling great, whether you're in the office or out on the golf course. Plus, while you're on their site, you can watch playing lessons from Bobby Jones. And, folks, many of those lessons still hold true to today. So, please, go to bobbyjones.com to see for yourself how great their apparel is and how great those golf lessons still are as well. I'm your host, Chris Mascaro, and this morning I'm excited to share two great guests that are coming back on the show with me today. And first up, we'll get a return visit from actor-turned-ESPN radio host Matthew Lawrence. It's been a huge thrill for me this year, folks, to get to know uh, Matthew a little bit and, you know, have him as a guest both on this show and uh, on our sister show, Thursday Night Tailgate, as well. Matthew's a lot of fun and someone whose broadcasting ability and his wit are, some, are two things that I admire very, uh, very much. He's got some great stories. It's really been a blast listening, listening to him share those stories on both shows this year. So we'll get more of those stories and his insights when Matthew joins me here in just a few minutes. Following him, we'll get a return visit from Chris Chaya, and Chris was named the PGA Teacher of the Year for the South Florida section of the PGA this year. We'll talk about, you know, some of the events that he's played in recently, including an event down at Doral that uh, raises funds for uh, Connect Warriors, an organization that facilitates the well-being of our veterans out there. So a wonderful cause. We'll talk about that event. Plus, we'll get some tips from Chris for how we can keep the rust off of our golf swings over this winter. And Chris will join me a little bit later on in this half hour. So it's going to be an informative show. It's going to be a fun show. I'm so glad that you're here to take the journey with me over the next hour or so. And like I mentioned a moment ago, we are sponsored by the French Lick Resort, which is an absolutely spectacular place. Their Pete Dye and Donald Ross design courses are ranked number one and number two in the state of Indiana by Golf Week. It was the site of last year's Senior PGA Championship, and a couple of months back, they hosted the LPGA Legends Championship as well. Please go to FrenchLake.com to see for yourself how great it is and to book your stay. And every week here on Next on the T, you know we like to kick off the show by saluting the brave men and women who are serving in our military, who are tuning in around the world on the Armed Forces Radio Network. We want to thank all of you for your daily sacrifices that both you and your families are making to protect our freedoms and our liberties. We also want to thank our veterans out there for all that you and your families have done for us over the years. It's through your strength and your efforts that our way of life continues to be possible. So folks, please, if you happen to see a member of our military when you're out and about in your daily life, wherever you might be, the grocery store, restaurant, the airport, please stop for a moment and tell them thank you. Those folks are our true heroes. 
Our sincere thanks as well to Sean Cruz and all the wonderful folks over at the Armed Forces Radio Network. It is such an honor that Next on the T is part of your network. You can find our show by going to armedforcesradionetwork.org. And I want to continue to remind our veterans out there, please check out globalvoiceforveterans.org. What a great site with news and articles that has a wealth of information that is specifically geared towards our veterans out there. I'm sure you're going to find it both interesting and beneficial to you. Again, globalvoiceforveterans.org. And one last thing, I want to send out a thank you to our great friends over at Podbean that are making Next on the T and our show Thursday Night Tailgate regularly featured podcast on both their website and their mobile app as well. You can see us featured on their homepage. You can also find us in the sports and recreation section. We really appreciate their support and what they're doing to promote our shows. It means a great deal to us. If you're listening to this show as a podcast, we hope you're doing it on the Podbean app. And on their app, you can get instant updates every time we publish new episodes of either show. It's a free download, great features. You can easily discover, listen, and even publish a podcast yourself. So whether you, you're on the Android you know, side, of the, side of the map or on the iPhone side, Podbean is the app for your podcasting needs. Get the app now by going to Google Play or the Apple App Store so you can enjoy you know, podcasts you know, from all genres you know, that you love. And we hope two of them are next on the T and Thursday Night Tailgate as well. Again, our great friends over at Podbean. Thank you so very much. All right, now back with me. On the French Lick Resort guest line is Matthew Lawrence, and you know Matthew from uh, the many great movies, TV shows, and radio shows that he has been a part of. And if you're like me and a big fan of the movie Eddie and the Cruisers, you remember him from his role as the bass player Salamato in that movie. He also had a reoccurring role in the show Beverly Hills 90210, playing Mel Silver, David Silver's father. He was in the movie Streets of Fire, reuniting with his Eddie and the Cruisers co-star Michael Paré. He played Ron Santo, the decorator friend of uh, Demi Moore in the, you know, uh, in the movie St. Elmo's Fire. He was a part of the cast of the sixth season of Saturday Night Live as well, and you also remember him starring in the show Duet with Mary Page Keller back in the late 80s, as well as appearing in the show 30-something as well. He's more recently been a sideline analyst for Duke basketball. He now does uh, announcing for Kentucky basketball. He also has his own golf show on ESPN Radio, WLXG Sports Radio, AM 1300, in his now hometown of Lexington, Kentucky. His show is called Backspin Golf. And beyond all of the acting accolades and his broadcasting skills, he's a self-proclaimed world's greatest air guitar player, and I'm dying (laughs) to see a video of that as well. I'm, I'm honored to have the Eddie Van Halen of air guitar with me and next on the you this morning. Good morning, Matthew. Thanks for coming back on the show. Well, I, uh, just first of all, you're unbelievable. I mean, just listening, the opening of your show is as good as it gets. I'm just saying, you're seven minutes in, and that was fantastic. Do we really need to talk, or can I just listen to you do stuff like that? <laughs> <laughs> that was awesome. Uh, I appreciate couple, you I'm, saying that. I'm doing fine, and thanks, uh for having me back again. Um, you know, I, I'm struck by a couple of things right off the bat. First of all, uh, it's great that I'm doing a segment uh, of Next on the Tee that's sponsored by French Lick Resort because that's my place. They're also a partner of mine on Backspin Golf. And uh, Brendan Sweeney and, and Dave Harner and all the people up at French Lick are fantastic and if you're listening and you've never been there it's a bucket list destination i mean it's just incredible those golf courses are amazing the pete die course there is 
really unlike any golf course you've ever seen. I don't care where you've played. I've played all over the world, and it's as good as it gets. So it's pretty cool that uh, French Lick is being mentioned here. Yeah, no, it's, it is. It really is a wonderful place. And uh, my family and I, we had an opportunity to go up there and spend some time last summer. So it's a, it's certainly one of our favorite places on the planet. And, you know, Matthew, you got to uh, go up there and broadcast from the LPGA Legends event earlier this year, right? Yeah, I did. I, I go up there since they've been having, I think it's the fourth year of, of having that tournament there. And I've done my show from up there and just getting to, it's a fantastic event. It benefits the Riley Children's Hospital. Um, they raise a ton of money for that. It's just an incredible place that helps kids up there. And the, the legends on the LPGA Tour, I mean, these are the, some of the greatest women golfers in the history of the game. And they are so accessible up there. There's no ropes. They get really good crowds up there, but people just, they're, they talk to them. They interact with the crowds. Uh, they're fantastic. And I'm lucky enough, uh, you know, I've over the course of the years, I've been fortunate enough to, to actually become friendly with some of those players and like Dottie Pepper and Hollis Stacy and, you know, some of the people that really have contributed to the game of golf in a huge way. And uh, it's a great tournament and it's, French Lick is a perfect place to have it. It's great. It's a win-win for everybody. And, and Matthew, it's interesting. You know, you talk about you know that event. You know, uh, doing a lot for children's charities. And children's charities is something that is near and dear to your heart. You know, I was looking. You know, as I was doing the research, you know, to, to find some other things for us to talk about today. You know, I saw a, a YouTube video that uh, you did a couple of years ago for children's charity of bluegrass golf tournament that uh, is up there now in your new home, you know, your, your new hometown of Lexington, Kentucky. Talk about, you know, children's charities of bluegrass and the children's charities that, you know, that you have done events for, because like I say, that seems to be something that's near and dear to you. Well, it is. And, um, you know, Krista, uh, when I was thinking about talking with you this morning, um, it made me think about just the game of golf. Um, when when I grew up, my twin brother Mitchell and I, who uh, golf is a major part of his life. Also, he's he's uh, done a tremendous amount of of work with different things. He's just got a thing going called uh, Talking Golf Getaways now on the web. And anyway, we grew up in New York, and at the time that we grew up, golf was nobody played golf that was cool. I mean, nobody. And um, we used to beat guys up if they played golf because, you know, I mean, it was just, that's the way that it was. We grew up playing basketball and football and baseball. And, um, you know, we used to, we didn't spend our weekends playing golf. We would get on a train and go into New York city and look for, pick up basketball games to play in, in the city. And the thought that golf would have the, the biggest, influence on my life has been the game of golf with everything that I've done. Um, when I started playing was when I moved to LA in the early eighties and golf tournaments have shaped almost everything in my life. Um, I met my wife at the children's charity golf tournament. Um, my two amazing boys would not be here if it weren't for the children's charity golf tournament. Um, this was the, I believe, either my 28th or 29th year of coming to Lexington to play in this tournament. 
which just last June had its 36th consecutive year. Uh, and as you know, it's hard to put on a charity golf tournament, Chris, especially now. In the old days, airlines used to give you free tickets for the celebrities, and it was just a lot easier. And the fact that this tournament's been going on as long as it has is incredible. And um, this children's charities of the Bluegrass affects the lives of so many kids in central Kentucky. It's not uh, one specific charity. They give a check every year for usually over $500,000 to various different children's charities. They help a lot of them. And there's nothing better than that. You know, you know, Chris, the game of golf is in terms of charity and working with different groups. There's no sport like it. And, um, I was very lucky when I was in LA, when I was acting to be able to be really, um, active with the Make-A-Wish Foundation and, you know, just different things that you you realize how blessed you are, especially now that I have kids. My kids are 13 and 10, and um, we're so blessed. Anybody that has a healthy child, you know, knows how lucky they are. And so anytime you can help do anything for, for families that are in need, uh, it's a great thing and you get to play golf and you get to meet wonderful people. And, you know, um, it's just, a, it's a great thing. And I thank you for bringing that up because it, it is really important. And, and Matthew, you talk about, you know, being blessed, you know, in your life. Would, do you ever get an opportunity just to, you know, you got a, you got a quiet day today. Do you ever get any time to just kind of sit back and, and reflect back on, you know, all the things that you've achieved and been a part of and, and you know, help promote and, and you, know, re, you know, part of raising that $500,000 is because guys like Matthew Lawrence show up and give their time so that, you know, people will come and, you know, and play and pay to play and be a part of those tournaments. But do you ever sit back and relax and think about all the things that you've been, you know, been able to achieve over the course of your career? You know, you're, you're really good. Chris, I just got to say, because these questions are really good. Uh, It's very funny, but I usually don't. But when I sit and listen to you introduce me, for example, I just sit here listening to that and and think, I can't believe I'm exhausted from my life. I'm just exhausted (laughs) from everything that I've I've been incredibly blessed to do. Um, You know, when I think about the fact that I, I had a successful acting career, um, and again, this it's all blessings. Um, I had a, a really terrific acting career. I did more than most people who ever get in the business did. And when I got really sick of living in Los Angeles and, and wanted to do something else, I was fortunate enough through golf uh, in the early 90s, I went to play in, in the Duke Children's Classic Golf Tournament and met Coach K and his wife, Mickey, there. And we got friendly over the next few years. And when I was looking for something to change my life, something different to do, because of that golf tournament, uh, Coach K offered me a job to work with Duke Basketball, which I, I got to sit behind the bench for 10 years and be a part in, of that family and that program. Um, and again, it was all because of golf. And 
you know, I don't think there's been anybody that's had the opportunity to have an acting career and a sports career like I have. And I don't think about it very often because it's, you know, being around two kids and working and doing all the stuff you kind of, it's only when I do something like this and you mention it that I go, Holy crap. <laughs> That's like a lot of stuff. It's <laughs> a lot of stuff. <laughs> yes, it is. There's a lot of really great stuff too. I might add. Yeah. Matthew, Thanks, let's, let's switch gears a little bit. Um, when I was watching the Ryder Cup earlier this year, particularly, you know, the final day, the singles matches and really the leadoff singles match, right? The Patrick Reed, Rory McIlroy match. I thought, boy, I bet Matthew is enjoying watching this back and forth between these two guys. Talk about, you know, your thoughts on, on what we saw at the Ryder Cup. Well, uh, you know, you there are no truer words spoken. That That match, I mean, I've always loved the Ryder Cup. I love, as we all know, golf is... It's such an individual sport. And when you get the opportunity to have it be a team sport with the best players in the world, um, the drama that it produces is, you know, pretty much unmatched as we saw with the Olympics this year, which none of us thought was going to be anything and turned into that incredible final day with Justin Rose and Henrik Stenson. The Ryder cup has always been a favorite of mine. And this year, that match between McElroy and Patrick Reed, I think was as, as good as a, I don't know how anybody is going to top this in future Ryder cup or president's cup uh, or Solheim cup events. Um, that whole, when Rory made that 50 foot putt and did all his stuff to the crowd and then Patrick Reed, you know, went, sent one in on top of him. That's as good as it gets. I'm not sure how you can ever top that. And, and then after, as soon as that putt dropped and Patrick did his little finger wave to Rory, that shot, I even put it up on Twitter and Facebook, that shot of Patrick Reed walking over to Rory and Rory putting his arm around his back. And, you know, that also says what golf is supposed to be about. Um, it was just phenomenal. It was, uh, I get excited just thinking about it and, um, you know, it makes you can't wait for the next one, although the next one in Europe is going to be a little tougher than this one, I think, for us. <laughs> right. And, you know, Matthew, you know, the Ryder Cup, you know, is completely different, right, than any other golf tournament in, in so many ways. And one of them is, you know, because of, you know, the reactions that we get from the crowds. Typically a golf tournament, you know, is pretty subdued. You get the, you know, the polite applause. And, you know, back in the day, you know, when, when you know, you look back at the Masters, typically sometimes the patrons there, you know, really get a little raucous, which is which makes them, the Masters a unique event as well. But, you know, at the Ryder Cup, the fans are, you know, absolutely going crazy. Some, unfortunately, got a little bit out of control and had to be shown the yes, door. Yes, they but did. Do you think that the Ryder Cup, you know, that, you know, because of the crowds, it makes it more fun? Or are you concerned we're starting to get let that event, you know, get away from us a little bit? Well, I, I actually, and by the way, I'm very impressed with you that in the middle of that conversation, you actually said patrons when talking about the Masters. They'd be very happy to hear you say that. <laughs> <laughs> um, I actually thought it got uh, at times way carried away too far. Um, this year. And, you know, unfortunately, I don't want to get heavy here, but unfortunately, this is our society and what's going on all over the world, um, I think has, has kind of, you know, impacted 
things like sporting events like that. And, um, you know, people got so upset and rightly so with some of the behavior there. Um, you know, it was embarrassing. I thought it was horrible to be honest with you. And, um, but it's, it's just the way that it is. There's so much about, uh, social media now and being on TV and, and, you know, true golf fans were not the ones that, that did things at the Ryder Cup. Uh, those were people that were there and maybe had a little too much to drink. And I get all that, but uh, I thought it definitely got a little too carried away. And I hope that we can kind of tone it down a little bit. I'm all for cheering after a putt goes in and all the stuff that goes with it. But some of the things that were said to the different players, you know, Danny Willett, that whole thing that happened with his brother, um, I thought were really out of line and, and pretty horrible. So I hope as we go along, maybe people will handle it a little better. And Matthew, you know, a, a few months ago, we lost Arnold Palmer, and, and you've played in so many charity and celebrity golf tournaments. Mm-hmm. I'm curious, did you ever get an opportunity to either play with or be around Mr. Palmer? Well, uh, I actually did, and again, you know, when he passed away, uh, we moved here seven years ago, and we still have, as many families do, boxes in our garage from when we moved, and I had one box that had a lot of memorabilia that I've been lucky enough, autographs and different things over the years, and when uh, Mr. Palmer passed away, I remembered that I had something signed that he autographed for me. Uh, and so I looked for it. I couldn't find that box. It drove me crazy. And I finally got to a place where I saw it and found this autograph that he had written to me. Um, and I was very happy. Uh, Peter Jacobson is a very, very close friend of mine. And uh, Peter used to do a thing called the Fred Meyer Challenge in Portland. And Peter and Arnold Palmer were extremely close, as golf fans know. And uh, one year, Peter called and asked if I would come up to Portland and do an uh, hour special on TV with him before the tournament. Uh, and then I got to play in the Pro-Am the day before. And it was so I went up to do it anyway. Um, the day of the actual event, Peter always played with Arnold. And Peter said to me before the round, why don't you walk with me and Arnie? Um, So I spent the day walking down the fairway at the Fred Meyer Challenge with Arnold Palmer and Peter Jacobson. Um, It's one of the great memories that I have. Uh, After that round was over, um, we went into the clubhouse kind of just to mingle and have something to eat and all the pros were in there that had played um, Jack Nicholas and, you know, the people that played in that event were pretty astounding. Um, and Arnie was sitting at a table by himself and I walked over to him and uh, we had obviously talked a little during the round and I asked him if he would be kind enough to sign something for me. And he sat there and signed something for me and I talked to him and, you know, again, that's another one of those memories that I've been lucky enough to to have uh, interesting sidelight to this. Um, I asked Peter if I, he thought it would be okay if if I got an autograph or two, 
in that room. And he said, of course. I mean, look at the people who are here. I said, there's only two autographs I want here. One is Arnold Palmer, and the other is Jean Vandevelt, who was playing in the tournament. And Peter just kind of looked at me. And Jean Vandevelt, as golf fans remember, uh, blew a chance to win the British Open in one of the most you know, widely seen uh, blow-ups in any major golf championship. And the way he handled it afterwards was astounding to me, how classy he was. And so I went over to him and uh, sat down next to him and told him how much I admired him. And he wrote, he didn't just sign my autograph, he wrote it on a piece of paper. Um, Wonderful to meet you, Matthew. Please join me sometime for a game of golf, John Vandevelt. And I always thought that may be the coolest autograph I've ever gotten <laughs> anywhere. Wow. Uh, yeah. So, again, you make me think of these things and how lucky I've been. So uh, let's uh, let's switch gears again and let's talk a little bit about some college golf. And, Matthew, as you've talked about, you know, you broadcast, you know, Duke basketball for, for 10 years. And, and while you were around their campus – you know, did you ever get to talk to their to their golf coaches? Because Dan Brooks, who coaches their women's team, has coached them to six national championships and a couple of runner-up finishes as well since 1999. They recently were here and won the Eastlake Cup in Atlanta, which you know took place right after the the Tour Championship. So everyone knows about Duke basketball, but they've also got a tremendous golf program as well. Well, I always tell he's he's also obviously a really good friend of mine and. I always tell them that, you know, it's really too bad that everybody talks about Coach K the way they do because he's the real coach on Duke's campus. I always tell him that, uh, <laughs> which he always finds pretty humorous. But it's not it's not far from the truth. Uh, the success he's had there is pretty amazing. And, uh, you know, that golf course, the Duke golf course, uh, they played the 2001 National Championships there. And it's an amazing golf course, and it's right across the street from campus. And so I got to play that course, uh, to, you know, I don't know how many times. And he was he was there a lot, and he he's an amazing guy. That program, when you think about um, the people that have gone on to play on on the women's tour, he had another great team. He has another great team, Virginia Elena Carter is one of the best female amateur golfers who I think is going to have a really great pro career. Um, She'll be coming out on the tour again. You know, it's, it's, uh, as you said, everybody knows about Duke basketball, but Duke, the women's golf team there is, is pretty much every bit as, as accomplished as that basketball team. And he's the reason for that. He's a great guy and a pretty amazing coach. Matthew, just a couple of more before we let you go. Sort of on the lighter side of things, and, you know, we've talked a lot about, you know, the, the charity events and the celebrity events that, uh, that you've gotten to be a part of. When, when, you, when you show up at one of those events to play, is there, is there you know, who, who's the best celebrity player that you've seen and who's the biggest hacker? Oh, Lord. Um, who's the, the best? That's kind of a tough one. There are a lot of lot of guys that are pretty good. You know, 
somebody that I didn't really know very well, but I played in a couple of events with was a guy named Jack Wagner, who used to be on General Hospital. He yeah. was the, I believe, I could be wrong, but I believe he was the, um, he won the South Carolina, I think he was from South Carolina, um, amateur championship. I mean, he was a very accomplished golfer, pretty much a scratch golfer. He was really good. Uh, you see those guys on the celebrity when they the one they play in Lake Tahoe, the athletes, athletes are the, are the best golfers. Um, in terms of actors, Andy Garcia is really good. Who's a friend of mine. Um, there's a few, but the athletes, the pro athletes from other sports that are, that are good. Uh, when they're good, they're really good. I remember playing Tim Wakefield, uh, who used to pitch for the Red Sox, is a very close friend of mine. He has a tournament in Melbourne, Florida every year. And I remember playing one year with Tim. Tim's really good. And uh, Jim Rice, who used to play for the Red Sox, and he hit a golf ball the same way he hit a baseball. I mean, just 40 feet off the ground and 310 yards. And those guys are really, really good. When you when and hockey players because they have, you know, that slap shot is almost the same kind of motion. And uh, Mike Ruzioni, who I I know very well, is a really good golfer. And different hockey guys, Mario Lemieux, a great golfer. There's there's a lot of them. And of course, when you're um, if you achieve a certain level of success, you got a lot of time to play golf. So <laughs> you get really good at the game. <laughs> uh hackers in terms of hackers uh barkley i've played with barkley everybody knows how bad he is and Ooh. unless you've seen it unless you've seen it up close you do have no idea how bad he is um but also <laughs> also one of the great guys anywhere um my friend gary mule deer who's uh a very well-known com- comedian um He's horrible too, but playing with him is you laugh so hard that you almost don't notice how bad he is. <laughs> um, but you know, it's just like like regular life. Like I like to say, like civilians. You know, golf is a very hard game. There's some that are really good at it, and some that are not not so good at it. And a lot of times in the same round, I'm that person. I can be really good at it and really bad at it, oftentimes in the same <laughs> hole. So, you know, it's a tough game. <laughs> yes, it is. And we're, I think we're all, we all do that, right? We all you know, yeah. have, the, you know, have the one or two holes around that you look back on and you go, man, if I just would have, you know, I could have shot this or that. So, yeah, yep. with you. Yep. That's what keeps so us Matthew, coming So, Matthew, before back, we let you so. go, what do you have coming up on your schedule? Well, uh, as I told you a little before we went on the air, today's a good day. It's, uh, this is a very busy time of the year for me because I have a show I do from 4 to 7 every afternoon on ESPN radio here. And I also do the pre- and post-game shows for the Kentucky basketball team. So we're right in the middle of it from now through about hopefully here until the first week in April. And with the kids, I'm really busy. But this is going to be a really good day. I'm watching football. And before I go, I just want to say that uh, the fact that this is on Armed Forces Radio means more to me than you could know. I'm sitting here this morning watching college game day about the Army-Navy game that's about to take place this afternoon. Um, I've been choked up five times already in the first 45 minutes of watching this show. Um, I have friends that have served, obviously, as, as pretty much all of us do, 
um, the stories that are coming out about before this Army Navy game are incredible, and there's no way for any of us truly to say how much we appreciate everything that that our armed forces, uh, people that are serving now, and our veterans have done for us. Uh, and I'll just say. It's been 14 years. I love both of these teams, but Lord, I, I hope Army beats Navy today. I really do. And I love the Navy too, but come on, Army. Let's get one. Come on, please. <laughs> <laughs> and I have That's people, great. I think, real quickly, Chris, I know we got to go, but I told you the story, I think, last time of playing in the Crosby Golf Tournament. Um, and somebody told me that. He followed me for two days, and um, I finally walked up to him and said, why are you following me? I'm not very good. And he told me that he had been in Desert Storm, and he was from New Jersey, and he got he and all his friends that were at Desert Storm with him from New Jersey watched Eddie and the Cruisers throughout their, their uh, deployment there, and it got them through, and he just wanted to say hello to me and thank you. And... You know, that, that meant more to me than almost any fan has ever said to me. So, again, thank you to all those who serve and those who have served. And uh, um, we really can't say how much we appreciate all of you enough. That is fantastic. And, then, you know, and you have you've shared that story a couple of times. And it's my favorite story for, uh, yeah. you know, for something that has been, you know, shared on either show, to be quite honest with you. So thank yep. you for sharing it again, Matthew. I think that's, that's really wonderful. And I can't imagine a, a higher compliment that anyone could give you than that. Right. Yep. Well, so uh, no, finish your thought. No, go ahead. Go ahead. So I was just going to say, you know, for, for our listeners, Matthew, you know, that, uh, that want to follow you, how can they do so either online or over social media? Um, Twitter, it's at ML on WLXG, uh, or our Facebook page is ESPN Radio Lex, facebook.com slash ESPN Radio Lex. And if you'd like to listen to any of the stuff that I do, you can go to WLXG.com from four to seven in the afternoon and hit the listen live button, uh, same thing for Backspin Golf. We're on Sunday mornings, 8 to 9. Um, starting again, we'll start back up the first week in January. And I hope next time we completely got through without me talking about it, my air guitar status. <laughs> we completely I, I get, you forgot know, about I, it. I can't, you know, I was looking on YouTube for some yeah. video of that. Maybe, you know, I looked on your, your Twitter page. I'm hoping maybe there's a Vine no, video. No, I'll no, be... hold it, Chris. Hold it, hold it. No, there's no videos of me playing air guitar. You can see scenes from Eddie and the Cruisers of me playing the bass guitar. But right. the way I, part of the reason I got that job was because I'm the greatest air guitarist in the world. Um, <laughs> and I, do we have a couple of minutes? Absolutely, go ahead. Oh, okay. Um, when I went into audition for that, the part of Sal and Eddie and the cruisers, uh, I went in and sat with Marty Davidson, the director and his sister who had co-written the script with him. And she was one of the producers. And we talked about the acting part of it and all the things I had done and all kinds of different things. And then Marty asked me if I played an instrument, could I play the guitar in the movie? 
because at that time, before the movie started, Sal was the lead guitar player and Eddie played the bass and we switched it later. But so Sal was the lead guitarist. And I said, um, I don't I've never played the guitar, but I could convince you that I'm, I can. Um, I, I'll just show you. I'll play air guitar for you. And you'd swear I was playing the song with no guitar. He said, what do you mean? I said, well, I have a cassette at that time. It was cassettes. I said, I have a cassette in my car. Do you want me to go get it? You can put it on. I'll show you what I mean. And he said, he kind of looked at me a little weird. He said, yeah, okay. So I went out to the car and I got uh, Santana, uh, Black Magic Woman. And I brought it in and I put it, gave it to Marty. He put it in a cassette player in his office. And I, I can play literally every note from Black Magic Woman as if you were watching it on the guitar. And I did it for him. And he told me later that... Um, there were a couple of pretty big people who were up for that role. And he said, that was, that was a, a factor Whether you were kidding maybe, but that was a factor in you getting that part because I swear, I thought you had a guitar in your hands while you were playing. <laughs> and, uh, you know, I take great pride in that. Believe me, great pride. And I'm open to all Get- challengers. Uh, you can show <laughs> me anything. Again, I you know I, I'd love to see it. I'm you know I need I need a video of something to, yeah, to see well, this, maybe, you know this great air guitar. All right, I might have to put a little something together for you. I'm not sure. There that, you go. It's kind of a private thing for me, you know, Chris. <laughs> but I'll see. Maybe I'll do it for you. <laughs> I appreciate you, Matthew. Okay, <laughs> so, Matthew, I'm I'm glad you're enjoying the Lexus that we got for you. It's our pleasure to do something yeah, like for uh, you know a guest of your Thanks. magnitude. Drive it in good health, yeah. my friend. Yeah, thank you very much. I certainly appreciate that, Chris. <laughs> and I'm getting, I hope you'll come back. My, I'm getting a pinto from my friend Adam Stalen, which is awesome. <laughs> <laughs> Matthew, I hope you'll come back again soon. I always have so much fun when you're a part of the show. You're so fantastic uh, to, as a guest, and I can't thank you enough for all you've meant to, to me and to the show You know, this year. You're, you're really a, a, a gem, my friend. Well, back at you, pal. I appreciate you very much, and thanks for having me. Absolutely. So take care, Matthew. Merry Christmas. Happy holidays to you and your family. I look forward. I hope we get to do this again real soon. Whenever you want. I'm here for you, man. Thanks for having me again. Happy holidays to you and to everybody. Ah, Thank you, Matthew. We'll catch up soon. Take care, my friend. Okay. Thanks. That is uh, actor-turned-ESPN radio announcer Matthew Lawrence with us here on Next on the T. We've got our next guest, Chris Chaya, hanging on the line. And before we get to Chris, I want to give a shout-out again to our friends over at the Bobby Jones Company. Right, folks? It's cold and damp winter days, right? Always on top of us now for the next few months. And uh, it can be game-changers when you're trying to get out on the course. But you can beat the odds with Bobby Jones layers. From quarter-zip pullovers to super soft sweaters, check out all their great styles by going to Bobby Jones. Dot com. And when you're on that site, click on the equipment link that you'll see on, that, on their homepage. And you can see the great line of drivers, fairway woods, and hybrids designed by one of the game's most influential equipment designers, Jesse Ortiz. Jesse, like his father, Lou, and Bobby Jones himself, really has a passion for golf and golf club design. You remember his great tri-metal fairway woods from his days at Olimar. Well, now he's putting his creativity and his innovative design store, creating great golf equipment for the Bobby Jones company. Check it out online. 
by going to the equipment tab on bobbyjones.com, or you can go directly there by going to bobbyjonesclubs.com. And, folks, if you're looking for some great gift ideas for the golfer in your life, go check out our friends over at froggergolf.com. What a wonderful array of products that they have available, like the amphibian towel that won Best New Product at the PGA Merchandise Show back in 2009, or their new catch latch technology that easily and securely attaches and releases, whether it's your amphibian towel, your Brush Pro Club Cleaner, or other accessories that you have to attach it right to your golf bag. They've got a lot of great golf accessories on sale right now for under $20, like that uh, Brush Pro Club Cleaner. And their golf bag, folks, which are tremendous, are on sale right now. They're normally $169.99. They take $100 off, so you can get one for $69.99. And like I said, they're fabulous. Go check it out online at froggergolf.com. And uh, one more shout-out to our good friends over at the Orange Whip Trainer. Boy, what a wonderful training aid that thing is. Like I say, it's really helping me improve my club head speed. Let's hear a, a quick word from our friends over there. Why does every golfer need an Orange Whip trainer? Because it works. Feel what it's like to swing like the pros. The Orange Whip is used by over 300 PGA, LPGA, and Champions Tour players. It was voted the number one teaching and training aid by both PGA.com and the Golf Range Association of America. And it's the top swing trainer of PGA and LPGA members. It's also handcrafted in the USA with all American parts. Visit OrangeWhipTrainer.com to learn more. Yeah, it really is a great training aid to help loosen you up and improve your golf swing. Your golf swing. Please go online, OrangeWhipTrainer.com. All right, I've got my next guest, Chris Chaya, here with me on the French Lick Resort guest line. Let me give you some more background on Chris. He graduated from East Carolina University with his degree in marketing, and he's been a PGA a golf instructor at Boca West Country Club for the last 26 years. He was named the PGA Teacher of the Year for the South Florida section of the PGA of America. He's also been featured as a, a, a swing fix instructor and a contributor doing videos, analysis, and writing articles for the Golf Channel for the last five years, and I am honored that I get the opportunity to have him back and next on the tee with me again this morning. Good morning, Chris. How are you, my friend? Hey, I'm doing, I'm doing very well, Chris. Uh, good morning to you and all the listeners out there, and uh, thanks for the invite. I'm, I'm looking forward to being a part of your show this morning. I was just listening uh, to Matthew, and I uh, also want to make reference to the, the orange whip. I see a lot of my students uh, come out on the lesson tee. They have that orange whip, and it's great for, for tempo. Uh, it's a very good training aid, so I would endorse that. And uh, and the Bobby Jones clubs, I've tried those, an extremely solid golf club. And uh, I, I don't personally use them, but I have hit those Bobby Jones uh, woods and, and irons, and they're, they're really nice. So good uh, good products you're, you're promoting there as well. I appreciate you saying that, Chris. So, Chris, we've got to start off our time this morning. Got to get your thoughts on your East Carolina Pirates football team. Been a tough year up in Greenville, North Carolina, but uh, thoughts on uh, on your football team and the direction they're headed in? Well, it, it, it's, you know, kind of a rebuilding year with a new coach, with uh, Coach Montgomery in there, and, and I'm optimistic, you know, for the upcoming seasons, but this year well, it, it, they've taken uh, a few tough losses, but uh, it's just one of those things with college football, with big-time college football, those things happen, but uh, it's, a, it's a great school and a great program, and and they and they get a lot of super student athletes that come through there. So, um, you know, it, it's a tough one, but next year uh, will be a different story. I think they're going to really uh, come out strong. 
you know, now one of the three wins that they had this year, Chris, came over NC State. So can can you know, can you hang your hat on that? Does that at least give you you know some bragging rights around the state of North Carolina? Well, it's got to help with recruiting for sure. And uh, you know, East Carolina has had many games in the past where uh, state rivals that that really helped the program. And and anytime you you beat an NC State or Carolina, uh, it, you know, it really helps the program. So. I think that that's a real positive. It was an exciting game. And I'll tell you what, you know, they got a wide receiver, Zay Jones, who was named first team mm. all American guy had 158 receptions for just under 1800 yards and eight touchdowns. He's a senior. So uh, remember that name because when the draft comes around next April, people are going to be hearing it. Uh, he's an exciting kid. I'm looking forward to watching him play in the NFL. Oh, me too. For sure. And uh, you, you were talking so, about uh, the Duke uh, Duke golf course and Duke golf. Uh, I remember playing there many times in college, and it's some golf course, uh, a great area, um, good course. I went once one time. I was playing at Duke in a tournament, and, and actually uh, I got to the par three and, and hit a ball in the water, unfortunately, and teed up another one, hit in the water, and I reached into my bag and I realized I only had one ball left in my bag. Talk about pressure. I had to get yeah. into the round with one ball, and and and, and I'll never forget it, that feeling. Uh, you know, lo- looking in the bag and only having one more ball, but uh, uh, very fond memories from, from the Duke golf uh, golf course, that's for sure. And Chris, I don't know about down there in South Florida, but here in Atlanta and points points north, it's uh, it's getting downright cold outside in the 20s here this morning, and I know it's brutally cold in the northern part of the country. For those of us who uh, unfortunately probably won't get to see much golf, you know, for the next few months. What are some things that we can do to help keep the rust off our golf swings this winter? Well, there's a couple of things. Uh, and I grew up in Connecticut, and I played all my high school and amateur golf up in Connecticut, so I know what these winters are like. Uh, a few things that I've done over my career and, and I recommend to my uh, number one, uh, get involved with some type of uh, cardio program uh, during the winter months. Do anything uh, – you know, if you can get on the treadmill or the stationary bike, I think that's that's fantastic uh, for for helping with, you know with your range of motion and flexibility and conditioning. Um, but one simple thing to do is every day try to make 50 to 100 full swings indoors without a ball, obviously, just taking full golf swings and do 50 to 100 reps per day. Um, and for the junior golfers, I always recommend they, they, they intermix at least 10 or 20 of those hundred swings, practice swings at top speed, full speed swings. Um, you know, when I do a hundred uh, practice swings, uh, consecutively, it takes a little more than eight minutes actually to do th- this drill. But if you do it every day, it's going to really help you uh, keep the rust off, uh, during the winter months. What about putting? Chris, are there some drills that we can do indoors that can help us uh, improve our putting strokes? Without a doubt. One of the best drills you can do indoors in the winter months for your putting, and I do this all the time, is you go up and put your head up lightly against the door jam or against a wall, position your putter, the toe of the putter, perpendicular to the, the baseboard of the wall, and you simply do a putting reps taking the putter back and through squarely with the toe of the putter touching gently against the wall and your head is, is against the wall, which keeps it you know, steady. Uh, but it really ingrains that straight back, straight through perpendicular putting, uh, with the face perpendicular 
Uh, and that's a simple drill, but it really helps quite a bit. The other thing I would recommend for the golfers out there to do in the winter is take practice strokes in front of a, a full-length mirror if you can. And when you look in the mirror, I want you to, to pay close attention to the triangle your shoulders and arms create uh, when holding the putter. And you want to maintain that triangle as you practice the stroke in front of the mirror. The second thing you want to look for when you're doing the rehearsal swings in front of the mirror, the dry swings, is you're watching yourself as you're making the putting stroke. You want to pay close attention to your lower body. And when I do this part of the drill, I turn sideways to the mirror. So I look at my knees and my legs. And when I'm making the putting swing, I don't want to see any movement of my lower body when I'm doing the putting stroke. So the, that drill uh, combined with the, the drill against the wall where you, where you put your head against the wall or the, or the door jam and you, and you practice making putting swings uh, you know, with your eyes directly over the putter and in good posture, those two drills I think are, are fantastic. One other one for the listeners to uh, jot down would be to practice with two pillows on the, on the ground that are approximately 20, you know, 18 to 22 inches apart. And you place the putter between the two pillows and your, your backstroke will touch one pillow. And then when you come forward, it touches the other pillow. So you're going back and bumping into the pillow on the way back. And then you, come through and you putter against the pillow on the forward stroke and you hold those two positions. You take it back, you stop, you come forward till it hits the other pillow and you stop. And you know, that's really going to ingrain good, good muscle memory and feel for that putting stroke. So those three drills I think are fantastic. Yeah, no, they absolutely are. That's great stuff. And Chris, you know, when I go to your website, ChristianChaya.com, and for our listeners, Chris's last name is spelled C-Z-A-J-A, so it's ChristianCZAJA.com. And, and, you know, we talk about, you know, we've talked about putting, Chris, but, you know, you have a blog putting entry um, about what you saw from Danny Willett and his putting routine back at the Masters and advice, you know, for a couple of things that we need to do to have a better putting performance like uh, what we saw from him down the stretch at this year's Masters. Do you mind sharing that advice? Well, yeah, I'll be happy to. And uh, the the thing I noticed with uh, with Danny Willard is that he pays close attention to the alignment of his putter face to the actual ball. He puts the line on the on the on the golf ball and and makes sure that he gets the putter face exactly perpendicular to that line. And when he puts, you know, he's really focused on starting the ball on the correct line for the first few inches of the putt. And when I teach players putting, what's one of the things I always stress to the the player is that your goal as the golfer is to roll that ball on a straight line. Consistency of your putt's going to vary. But if you can always start it on a straight line and get the ball rolling true off the sweet spot, when you control your pace, you're going to be a very accurate putter. And, And when we simplify the putting stroke and you keep it, consistently square and you hit the sweet spot you're going to get a consistent roll and that's one of the things that Danny did so well when he won won the Masters is he was just super accurate uh, and kept it real simple and his his stroke was simple but he focused on that simple fundamental of hitting the sweet spot and keeping that putter face square and getting it on the right line and the rest takes care of itself and you know as golfers we we need to develop a, a putting style and a routine that gets us 
you know, it's kind of robotic where, you know, we want to be doing the same thing every time. And he, he was a good example of that. I mean, he had uh, just great accuracy. And, and then when you're putting, as we know, we got to combine the, the, the aim with the, the speed control. We got to marry those two things together, but you know, if we can get that ball rolling on a straight line, the putting's going to improve. And Chris, one, one of the other things that uh, I, I think is very unique and is, is a great feature on your website is the ability for our listeners to go on there and get a long distance video lesson from you. If they can't make it down, you know, to South well, Florida, talk about now, you know, what now, they can do. Well, well what I'm, what I'm, Doing now the uh, with the swing fix that actually the site now uh, on the golf channel is actually not up and running at this time. So the best thing for people to do would be to uh, contact me through my website and they can we can uh, uh, do a the video lesson that way. But it would not be through the uh, the swing fix any longer. But for people to contact me, the best way is through the website um, or through LinkedIn. Uh, is a great way to contact me. But the video analysis nowadays, is, you know, everybody has their smartphones and, and, is, and can videotape their swings. Um, but the, you know, the in-person lesson and the video analysis in, in person is, is still um, the, the best way to go. Um, but for any of those, any of the listeners out there that would like to contact me through my website is fantastic. And they can also call me at, at uh, 561 two zero seven seventy six hundred uh and i'm i'm here all year at boca west country club down in boca raton florida through uh the, the club as well but unfortunately with the uh online swing fix that is no longer um uh up and running that that happened uh, recently so i'd like to see everybody come down into south florida if they want to work on their golf games this winter there you go and Chris, let's let's talk about a couple of the uh, recent events that uh, that you've gotten to play in. And about a month ago, down at Doral, you played in the Tico Torres Classic, which raises funds for Connected Warriors, which is an organization whose goal is to support, improve, and facilitate the well-being of our veterans out there. And for our military and veteran listen, listeners out there on the Armed Forces Radio Network, you can go to connectedwarriors.org to get more information about that wonderful organization. But, Chris, talk about what it was like playing in that event and, uh, and being able to help out our veterans. Well, this was the 10th year that Tico uh, Torres, uh, drummer for Bon Jovi, has been doing his uh, celebrity charity event. And the beneficiary this year was the Connected Warriors. And uh, we played down at the Trump National Doral in Miami, which was absolutely fantastic. And it was it was some great event that raised a lot of money. Um, we had uh, a gala Sunday night uh, with uh, just a great turnout. And uh, then the golf tournament uh, was the following day on the Blue Monster. And the Connected Warriors, uh, uh, it's such a great – I learned so much about the uh, the Connected Warriors and, and, and basically – you know, it, it's, uh, you know, one of the taglines is ser- serving those uh, who have served is what we want to do. And, and with Connected Warriors, there's, you know, I would say there's probably 21 military veterans uh, in, in the, in around the globe and 101.4 million active military serving right now. And the Connected Warriors provides the yoga and, and they use this, you know, for uh, uh treatment of the uh, PTA 
SD. So it's a therapeutic uh, based yoga program that's offered to uh, mili- active military and veterans and their families. And uh, it's, it's really uh, catching on. It's in over 20 states right now. And the, and the programs are, offer these services free to the military and their families. Um, and so the yoga is, is you know, it's a, it's a great exercise, but it's very therapeutic. And the, uh, the program with Connected Warriors is really catching on. Uh, but it was a thrill for me to play, uh, and it was, I was honored that Tico invited me to participate again in his celebrity event, and um, it's probably the ninth year that I've uh, taken the time to do this, uh, and in such a great charity that, uh, you know, I hope to be, you know, more involved in, in helping the cause for the Connected Warriors. Um, but it's big. It's a big thing, and it's really catching on, and, 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 the, and the yoga is, again, free of charge to all the military. So they can just go to the Connected Warriors, um, connectedwarriors.org, and find out more about it in their area. And Chris, like you say, it was at the it was at the Rao. So you know, I'm curious to get your thoughts on on the golf course itself. So, you know, after some of the recent changes that they've made, you know, uh, down at the Rao, what was the course like? Well, this was the second time I've played in an event down uh, on that course on the Blue Monster, and and the thing that got my attention in the redesign is just a very long golf course, um, but they made some just brilliant changes to the golf course, and the condition of the course was fantastic. But it is a long golf course, um, and the uh, there's several holes they really didn't change too much. They didn't really change the 18th hole, uh, the famous 18th hole of the Blue Monster. That was that was pretty much the same, maybe a little bit longer. Um, but they added just a lot of length and and uh, more water. Uh, that's in play now on the golf course. Um, but I was very impressed with the condition course and, and the greens were just super. The greens were perfect, uh, but it's a big course. So you want, when you, when you play there, you want to um, you know, bring, bring the A game or uh, t- take, take my advice on this one. You don't want to play it from the back tees. You want to move up a little bit on that golf course because uh, it can stretch out to be just a super long course. So, but it was very impressive, and the facility, what they did with the uh, clubhouse and the accommodations, uh, were fantastic. I mean, they, um, Ivanka Trump did some job uh, with that clubhouse and with the hotel. I, st- I stayed in the Tiger Woods Villa uh, one night, and uh, was very impressed with uh, with what I saw down there. And, and the rooms were just fantastic. And um, it's worth checking out if anybody's down in, in South Florida. You know, Trump National is a good spot. And Chris, you recently played in the uh, Oxford Golf National Pro-Am out in Las Vegas. John Goyne from uh, TPC Southwind in Memphis and his team were fortunate enough to win that event. I saw Dana Quigley was among many others who uh, played in the event as well. Talk about what it was like being a part of that tournament. Well, I play a couple times a year in the Oxford Golf, and uh, John Traub from Detroit, um, a a former national club pro champion, uh, Michigan uh, Hall of Fame member John Traub, a good friend of mine. He started this tournament actually 20 years ago, and uh, for a number of years I've been pr- bringing uh, teams out to the Oxford Golf um, students of mine, and um, it's it's a fun event. It's a three-day pro-am, and uh, uh, it's a pro with four amateurs on the team, and it's it's competitive, but it's a lot of fun, and it's uh, it played at the Paiute Resort, the three courses out there. So we get a good turnout. Uh, the ones I usually go to, if anybody wants to uh, participate out there in the events, it's, I go out in May and October, 
for the two events. Um, but if they, if they go to OxfordGolf.com, they can check out uh, the schedule for the events. Uh, but, but it's a lot of fun and good camaraderie and, and uh, great and Dana plays and we get a lot of, you know, good players come out for the event, but it's really for uh, the, you know, promoting golf and promoting the game with the amateurs and, and, um, it's a it's a good a good time good event. And you know, switching gears a little bit, you know, Chris, o- over the last couple of months, we've been talking to uh, to our guests about their memories of uh, of Arnold Palmer, and I was curious to to see if you ever had an opportunity to you know to play with or meet Mr. Palmer or just be around him. Well, I've never uh, played with uh, Mr. Palmer, but I did have the good fortune of meeting him here at Boca West because he did uh, his company redesigned two of the golf courses at the Boca West country club uh, within the last 15 years. And it's the course Palmer one and Palmer three, the two courses he did down here are absolutely phenomenal at Boca West. And uh, when they did the grand opening uh, of uh, the first golf course that he redid here, uh, I was able to meet him and, and uh, have my picture uh, taken with him. And it was a big honor. And uh, I met him one other time, over um, in Boca at the, uh, when they had the skills challenge, the NBC event where they did the uh, skills challenge, he was participating in that. And I got to talk to him a little bit there. Um, but unfortunately, I've never, never had a chance to play with him, but uh, I did meet him here at Boca West and uh, just a super guy he was just very cordial, very nice uh, to me and my family. And uh, he, he did a great job with the golf courses here. That's for sure. But we were, we're going to miss him. And uh, he was obviously, you know, the King and great for golf. And, but unfortunately I never got to play with him. He did a clinic uh, or a, kind of a short clinic before he uh, did the grand opening of course, number three and, and was able to uh, share his uh, ideas on the, on the fundamentals and things with the membership here at Boca West. So that was nice. And Chris, like I uh, mentioned in your intro, you've been named PGA teacher of the year for the South, uh, South Florida section of the PGA. Um, curious to get your thought. What's it like when the governing body of the, you know, the organization that, uh, that you're a part of comes to you and recognizes you as one of the best teachers of the game in the country? Well, it was, it was quite an honor and it's very humbling. And, uh, I was extremely pleased, uh, to not only win the Southeast chapter war, but for the South Florida section. And, and we take, you know, great pride in our, in our, in our section. And we have so many good pros in, in South Florida. Um, but it's, it's great to be honored by your peers, but then to actually uh, be selected as the, the PGA teacher of the year. And then, um, you know, it's it, it just, it's just a big honor. And, and I spent a long time, uh, you know, I, I pretty much followed out of college. I followed what I was good at. I was, you know, I was good at golf and I followed that. And I, and I knew early on, I was, I was good at teaching the game and I followed, what I was good at and uh, you know, I still, I still played competitively, but I did, I spent time and I was very fortunate uh, to uh, land here at, at Boca West country club, the premier number one rated residential club in, in, in Florida and probably the country. Uh, but we have a great membership and, and, and I was very fortunate to be able to coach players at all skill levels, which really uh, helped my, my, my teaching career quite a bit because, you know, early on I was always around, you know, top players and, and really good collegiate players and pro golfers. And, and I also then when I started teaching the game, started teaching 
you know, country club players and, and good amateur golfers and, you know, the whole range of players from beginners to, to advanced. And, and that really, I think, helped my, my teaching skills uh, get to where they are. And, um, you know, I think, in, you know, in life you get, you get some good breaks. And I got a good break uh, working here at Boca West and teaching the players, the membership and their guests and, uh, you know, the people that come to see me. It's, it's, really, it's really nice. But getting back to being such an honor to, to win, I recognize that I'm in good company with, with the past recipients. And, and I really feel that there's a need to, uh, promote the game through instruction and get more people playing. And, and I'm seeing a trend now. I mean, I'm getting a lot of uh, people coming to me now that are, are getting into the game for the first time that realize that golf is a game of a lifetime and, and that, you know, when, when coached correctly and, and players see that they can play the game and have a good time, it's, it's really rewarding for me as a, as a pro to, to help individuals, you know, become more involved in golf and play the game, which is, you know, what it's all about. And I'm seeing a nice trend. I'm seeing an increase over the past couple of years of more and more players that are saying, you know, I'm going to give golf a, a, a shot and see what I can do with this. And, and like your previous guest was talking about, you know, athletes and other sports and how they do a golf. I, I, I have the good fortune of working with a lot of top athletes as well when they finish their careers and they want golf instruction and, um, it's it's kind of nice working with with players with those high skills too. But um, golf is definitely on the rise. I know uh, more and more people are, are starting to check out the game. And with that Ryder Cup win, uh, you know that's a big boost for golf as well. And with a lot of these young players that are that are really uh, showing their stuff on the PGA Tour, the male and female, the LPGA Tour is, is dynamite to watch. Uh, I think younger people are starting to find that golf's a cool sport and let's, you know, give it a shot. Um, so uh, yeah. it's, it's been a big honor, but every year it just seems to get busier and busier for me, which is nice. And, and more and more people are, are contacting me from all over the globe, are, are finding me through my website and, and through social media. Uh, and it, it's just nice to get that kind of exposure because I feel like I can, I'm in a better position to promote golf at all levels, and um, that's kind of what I think getting more people involved in the game. That's right. There you go. Chris, uh, before we let you go. I'm sorry. Finish your thought. No, I was was saying with with your radio show, I I was very pleased uh, to receive the invite again to to come on your show, and I know you have a lot of listeners in the military and all around the world, and and, uh, you're doing a great job uh, on the show promoting the game too, Chris. I really think uh, people are interested in the game and and, and it, it's a good way for, for the listeners to also kind of get a feel for uh, how they can contact people and get into the game and, and, and improve their golf games, not just get into the game, but also how do, how do we improve our golf skills and, and enjoy the game more. And, and um, in the off season too, you know, we, we talked about, you know, doing the drills and, and stretching and things. It's also a good time with Christmas right around the corner, too. I think uh, giving a gift of a a golf book, not just on the instructional side, but also on the mental side of the game. I think um, this year, you know, on your reading list for the winter, um, people should check out some of the books on uh, the golf psychology, you know, like Dr. Bob Winters and uh, Dr. Bob Rotella benefit from, from studying up on the 
mental side of the game. How do we improve our mental skills for playing better golf? Um, so I would recommend that, that, that the listeners go out there and consider when they can't actually hit golf balls, maybe spend a little time learning from the, the top sports psychologists on how we can mentally approach the game a little bit better. Um, that's just something that, you know, I think in, in, in the off season is good to do. Yeah, no, that's, that's great advice. Again, uh, you know, please you know, keep sharing those sorts of things with us as well. We talk about the mental side of the game a lot on this show, and you're right. Uh, that's that's some place that, uh, that you know we can all use a little little help sharpening up our our mental approach to the game because it can be frustrating. But uh, oh. you know, you keep the the right frame of mind, you can you can stop a round from getting away from you. No doubt. You know, I always find on the golf course when I do course lessons with players, and I take them on the golf course. You know, at some point. You know, there's there's the discussion of you know the mental side of the game, and it can really help players quite a bit. It's not just the physical; it's it's also how do we mentally stay positive and and think through the shots properly, and um, just learning some of those secrets on on how to play better uh, mentally can can really help uh, in our enjoyment of the game. That's right, for sure. Chris, before we let you go, remind our listeners again about your website and how they can follow you over social media as well. Well, uh, my website is christianchaya.com. Uh, the last name, uh, C-Z-A-J-A. Uh, they can contact me right through my website. I can be reached at 561-207-7600. Um, through social media, the best place uh, to find me is actually on LinkedIn. Uh, we can link up that way and uh, uh, feel free to contact me. And for the listeners, if they have any questions on their golf, they have any anything on their mind, or if they want to come down and see me here in Florida, um, feel free to contact me uh, you know, here uh, through the website or, or through at Boca West Country Club. Um, be happy to see you. And uh, I want to, again, uh, thank all of our military. I know you have a, have a, have a lot of the military listening in uh, for their service, and, and uh, we appreciate everything. I want to wish everybody a Merry Christmas and Happy Holidays. And uh, for you, Chris, thank you uh, so much for the invite. It's a real pleasure to be on your show and an honor and and uh, i enjoy listening to your show every week and every thursday with the tailgate um and uh you know i hope you have a have a great uh holiday season yourself and merry christmas thank you very much chris i thank you so much for taking time out of your morning to come back and and, and be a part of the show i hope you'll continue to come back and share your tips and and, and insights with us uh it's uh it's you know i've, I've really enjoyed the opportunity to get to spend some time with you. Well, thank you. Yeah, I would be, I guess, anytime you need me, uh, I'll, I'll be happy to, to come on the show. Again, there's a lot in golf we can learn. And as I tell my students uh, when I first meet them, I said, you know, we're at a, a certain location on the golf learning curve, and we just want to go up that learning curve, and, and myself included. We're always learning, and, and we can learn something about this great game uh, every time we go out. So, uh uh, you know, there's a lot of things I can share with the listeners, but I also learn from my students, which is interesting. I, I always learn a little bit of sup, something every time someone comes to see me on the lesson tee, and and uh, that's what makes the game great. That's exactly right. Chris, thank you again very much. Merry Christmas. Happy holidays to you and your family. I look forward to catching up with you again real soon. All the best. Cheers. Take care, Chris. That is uh, Chris Chaya. Again, uh, he's uh, you know the PGA Teacher of the Year for the South Florida section of the PGA of America. You know, a lot of great stuff on his site. Again, Christian Chaya, and again, he spells his last name C Z 
A-J-A, so ChristianChaya.com. Go check it out. All right, folks, it is time for me to put a bow on this episode of Next on the T. But before we close up shop, I want to continue to remind you about our friends and partner, you know, PGA Tour professional Jim Estes and the great folks over at the Salute Military Golf Association. Let's hear a word from Jim about all the great things that they're doing. The Salute Military Golf Association was created to provide rehabilitative golf experiences to the brave men and women who have been wounded while serving our country. Hi, I'm Jim Estes, PGA Golf Pro and co-founder of the Salute Military Golf Association. With my adaptive golf program, we've successfully helped thousands of soldiers in their recovery, both mentally and physically. The SMGA has been providing family-inclusive golf experiences across the country since 2007. To date, the SMGA has equipped more than 1,000 warriors with properly fitted golf clubs and has extended its clinic series to more than eight chapter and affiliate locations across the U.S. If you are a wounded veteran interested in participating or if you'd like to learn more about the Salute Military Golf Association and find a chapter closest to you, visit our website at smga.org. We've seen firsthand how impactful golf can be in aiding one's recovery. The Salute Military Golf Association, empowering wounded veterans one fairway at a time. Visit smga.org. That's smga.org. Yeah, they're doing some wonderful things at the Salute Military Golf Association. Again, like Jim says, to find out more information and to see how you can get involved, go to smga.org. All right, everybody, my sincere thanks again to Matthew Lawrence and Chris Chaya for making today's show so much fun for me to be a, me to be a part of. I hope you enjoyed it as well. Please also check out our sister show, Thursday Night Tailgate, with me and my co-host, Bob Lazzari, our announcer, Joe LaGianusa. That show airs live from uh, live Thursday nights from 8 to 10 p.m. Eastern Time. You can stream it live on Blog Talk Radio and on the Armed Forces Radio Network as well. That show, like this one, also available as a free podcast on Podbean. So thankful to those folks for, uh, for featuring both shows on uh, their mobile app and on their online site as well. You can also find both shows on iHeartRadio, Spreaker, TuneIn, Stitcher, Player.fm, and SoundCloud as well. On Thursday Night Tailgate, we're joined every week by five NFL legends who are sharing their uh, stories from their playing days and their insights into today's game as well. We also highlight two players doing great things in their communities in our Spotlight on the Positive segment. Please also check out both shows. You can find us on Facebook. Give us a like. That's important to us as well. And uh, both shows online. This show, nextonthetea.net and thursdaynighttailgate.com. So please, you can stream or download any of our archive episodes from, uh, from either of those sites as well. Thank you again, folks, for choosing to listen to Next on the Tea today. We know you've got thousands of shows and podcasts to, uh, to listen to, and you've got a lot of choices. We really appreciate that you're making Next on the Tea one of them. Until next week, hit them straight, my friends. You've been listening to Next on the Tee with Christmas Carol, where PGA and LPGA legends, pros and top instructors, and media members go to tell their stories. Join us the same time every Saturday to hear more stories about the game we love from the people who love sharing those stories with you. It's all about the great game of golf. It's all about the great game of golf.